and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for... The Belching Contest. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I can't run anymore. I'm so sleepy. Sorry, did I screw up? No, you just made a little pop. Yes. Snap, crackle, pop. pop. See how they run. (laughs) We're going to rename the show Snap, Crackle, Pop. No, no, this is is, uh, Flatulous, Gluttony, and Sloth. I Uh, am Flatulence. um, I'm the only one that's not a deadly sin. I'm the one that's silent, but deadly. Oh, God. God, what a dumbass. (laughs) He's just going to open the fucking show to be a straight douche. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, gas, food, I, and lodging yes, is the I'm name of the show. For words I'm here. Gas, right. Food. I'm lodging. Lost yeah. for words. Lost, Lost for made. words. Iron, there's no T. Anyway. <laughs> this is a movie <laughs> podcast totally show. Would you like some tea? Where there we talk, isn't any. We talk about movies usually instead of sitting here and staring at each other. I know. I just, uh, I'm not looking at you. Yeah, you said well. that and it just kind of threw me. And I kind of lost it there. Right. Right. We, we lost <laughs> from, from, from the first moment. From the first moment. All right. We are Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Snap, Crackle, and Pop. We uh, are Mo, Larry, and Billy. We are Alex. Alex uh, and, and Getty. Uh, Getty. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's going too far. Okay. We're not nearly that talented. When it comes to talented. Canadian power trios, we're more of a chillawack. Yeah. No okay. way, dude. Triumph. Okay. Triumph. <laughs> You're not giving yourself enough credit here. Well, gosh, thanks. <laughs> Triumph is the other Canadian power trio. Yeah, I, are they? I didn't know they were Canadian. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. And then you were. I was making a joke because Chilliwack is also a Canadian power trio. Hey, have right. you guys ever heard of a band called Compressor Head? Uh, no. 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 What movie soundtrack were they on? Because this is a movie. No, 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 no. I just, <laughs> I just. <laughs> I bet they're uh, in a movie soundtrack somewhere. Or someday they may be. In we were going to talk this week about. We were going to talk films about. Films that influenced. Yeah, influenced us as kids. As, as Big kids influence. or just throughout our lives? I guess. No, no, no. I guess, yeah, it would be we better to talk throughout our lives. All right. Would be much better than just say um, kids, I guess. Now, I'm trying to think, because you actually, when you were discussing this pre-production, um, yeah. you were talking about. Which like, we had off the air this time. Yes, once. off the air. Um, you were talking about, like, you know. Nudity when you were a very young child. Yes, let okay. me, let me. I have this very distinct memory, and it's really weird that it's it's one of those things. Like all your childhood memories slowly fade away, and there's like little things that had some kind of an impact that stick out. So this yeah. definitely fits what you're talking about. We, first of all, you have to know we grew up, grew up in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest, driving movie theaters. I saw Star Wars. We mentioned before at a, the Skytop Drive-In Theater. Yeah. Okay, one of the. Pretty much the first movie-going experience I can recall is a double feature at the Skytop Drive-In mm-hmm. of a film called The Great Smoky Roadblock. Oh, yeah. And the second feature was Dixie Dynamite. Yeah, I remember that. And the only thing I remember, other than the titles of those films, mm-hmm. is that in Dixie Dynamite, which is like some 70s, you know, CB radio kind of nonsense, um, it's these two outlaw chicks living off the grid, in the woods, causing trouble, blowing shit up with dynamite, thus the title. Um, I vaguely, vaguely remember the film. They've got him mad. These girls are uh, armed and dangerous. And now there's no stopping them. I own six stores. They stuck up every damn one of them. Blew up a truck. Anything outside of the the memory I'm going to bring up about nudity is I remember some guy getting blown up while sitting on his toilet. Yeah, I remember and that. I, I wonder if that was... Anyway. So, <laughs> uh, there's a scene where they're out in the woods, and the one girl's, like, taking a bath in, like, a big trough. Yeah. And they hear somebody <sighs> coming, like, on a motorcycle or something, and she stands up and grabs a towel. And, I mean, it's, it's an immediate thing. She, she gets out of the water and throws a towel around herself. And I'm telling you, I was maybe five or six... And for like three frames, there was a nipple. Yeah. And I you was remember like, that? I, I, I don't remember that at all. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Is it's that, that's the only memory it, I have left of You'd that. have to go back and watch the movie, and maybe you'd find out that there really isn't, wasn't even any. No, and no, you just no. just made it up. 
No, no I'm serious. It could have No, happened. it was probably there even longer, but my memory is that it was like literally a like split second of a nipple, and I went, ooh, I saw a booby. You know? <laughs> right. I was talking to Pat before the show. There was a movie called All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise, and what was yeah. her name again? Leia Thompson. Leia Thompson, yeah. Oh. And there's a scene where they both have their shirts off, and I honestly, when I was a kid, I saw that, and I couldn't tell you anything else about that movie. <laughs> I think he was like, they were in high school, and he was on the football team. That's about it. Yeah. That's really about it. Yeah, and exactly. I watched the whole damn movie. So. Yeah, that, that's my very first recollection to, of nudity in film. And yeah. I'm serious. I, I, but you don't remember it, I'm sure. I don't remember it at if all. If I was six, you'd have been four. I mean, right. I, I can't imagine you remembering it at all. The Great Smoky Road blog. I haven't thought about that movie in years. Yeah, and I'd have to try and find these well, movies. Well, it's funny because find years later, them. because that title stuck out in my head, I actually looked it up. And... There were a lot of there's movies actually, back then there's actually legit, based on CBs. There's like, right, but there, that movie actually has some kind of legit plot where, like, this guy is, like, dying of some terminal disease and he wants to drive across the country to see his family for, like, the last time or some shit like that. And he's in a big rig and he's got to, you know, drive through some police cars at some point, thus the title. But it was apparently created, written to be something more serious and the studio, you know, is riding on the heels of Convoy and Smoking the Bandit and all that just said, well, we'll make this the focus of the movie. And it was literally like one tiny subplot of the film is the part where he's got to get past the cops. And they <laughs> turned that into the entire film. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Smoking the Bandit, Convoy, what you just said, The Great Smoky Roadblock. A lot of CB well, there was actually a, a, there, was a, <laughs> there was a film called Citizen's Band. I yeah. remember that title. I don't remember the film. Have you um, ever seen... Um, there was a lot of those kind of stupid movies in the, in the 70s. But have you seen... The uh, CD radio um, craze was at its peak. Oh, my goodness. I'm losing Trucker, it. Truckers were the good guys. Truckers. Breaker, Breaker, 1-9, good buddy. Guys. Yeah. Right. Jackie fucking... What's your 20? Here's, here's some interesting 10-4, trivia good for buddy. No, um, I'm trying to think of the movie. Uh, uh, oh, my no, I'm losing it. I'm I got some great it. smoking demanded trivia for you. Go ahead. Okay. Jackie Gleason plays Sheriff Buford T. You know, mm-hmm. Justice. Yeah. All right. Um, he came to fame, obviously, with the, the Honeymooners. The Joyride, that's the name of the movie. Joyride, there's another one. The Flintstones was obviously, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, uh-huh. was a takeoff on the Honeymooners. Correct. The guy who voiced Fred's Flintstone is the guy who dubbed Jackie Gleason for the television version. Oh, that's Smoking hilarious. And, oh, that is and, hilarious. And, and Jackie Gleason has so much profanity in that There is film. a lot. A yes. lot. It's funny. That they had to re-record the whole thing? That, Just about. <laughs> that, that, no, well, close. He has a larger percentage, the television version of Smoking the Bandit, there's more of the other guy's voice than Jackie, Jackie Gleason's Gleason. actual voice because he swears so much. And I'm going to quit knocking that. That's off. hilarious. And, and what's really funny is he says son of a bitch, like over and over and over and over. It's some bitch, some bitch. And it's dubbed on TV as Scumbum. Right. Scumbum, yes, yeah, so I remember that. such a... <laughs> uh, uh, catchphrase for the movie. It, when there was like a tenth anniversary in the eighties for the movie, they put up a promotional black, you know, Camaro that had Scumbum as the license plate. Did he just say Camaro? Yeah. I, <laughs> Camaro. Not Camaro. What is it? <laughs> Trans Am. You know, it I spent I, I spent a, a lot of Sorry. time in that area where that movie was filmed. Really? That's where the kids are. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. yeah. Southwest know. Arkansas yeah, yeah. and East Texas. Yeah. He's actually well, going. Well, because there's beer in Texarkana and the boys he's, are thirsty in Atlanta. He's going to Texarkana in the movie. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, no. They get to Texarkana right. within like the first right. bit. And yeah. the rest of the movie is getting from Texarkana back, back to Atlanta. Yeah. And what state do you have to drive through? Uh, Alabama, Mississippi, and... Uh, Arkansas. Well, Arkansas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Texarkana is on uh, the border of Texas and Arkansas. Thus the name. And so you. Because <laughs> you realize when that film was made, that Coors beer was not available east of the Mississippi. I did not know that. Yeah. That, that's the whole premise of the film is that it's illegal to ship it across state lines and it was unavailable east of the Mississippi River. Um, and that's in, what. Uh, until oh. Until the 80s. You know, here's something about Smokey. I, I don't know how we're on Smokey the Bandit so much, but. Well, why not? Yeah, no, it's fine. A film that influenced my childhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a joke about that movie that I didn't catch until I was much older. Big Enos and Little Enos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They were, yes. That's what their names, the guys right. that were the bed, they were called Big Enos and Little Enos. And <laughs> now years later, I'm like, oh, that's a joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude, the best line of dialogue is at the beginning of the movie where fucking Paul Williams is counting the money. money. He's like, I'm going to need money for the beer. And he's counting out yeah. the bills. And then I'm going to need a car to run blocker. 
He's counting out more money. Right. I'm the speedy car. <laughs> counts out some more money. He's speedier, speedier than, than that. that. <laughs> He's counting out hundreds. <laughs> the best some some bitches. Some bitches. That Scoot. movie's that Scoot. movie's Scoot. a classic. I'm gonna dude. barbecue your ass. In molasses. In molasses. I like, love that it's, line, it's, dude, it's when I was a kid. On TV. I'm gonna barbecue your head in molasses. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, you some bitch! You did that on purpose! You're gonna wait in your grave! I got the evidence! Put the evidence in the car! But for Put the evidence in the car! I gotta barbecue your ass in molasses! We gotta clean it up for the <laughs> Well, it's like Big Lebowski. Oh, dude, Big Lebowski dubbed for TV. Has it ever been? This has is, it been? You You've actually happened, seen that? Have you never seen it? No, oh, I've hilarious. never seen it. Have you? Do you? Do you see what happens, Larry, when you find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> dude, and it's John Goodman's that's the, voice. That's the best it's thing Goodman they could come it. up with. It is John Goodman. It's like, no, no. The classic, the the other classic TV edit is um, Snakes on a Plane. I'm tired of all these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday through Friday plane. What? I, I've never even seen that original no. movie. I've never, I've never seen, seen it either. either but the, that dub is like a meme. It's like famous for how stupid the TV dub of that is. But yeah, it's, it, you see what happens, Larry, when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> well, I don't it, know, it follows man. his lips perfectly. Yeah. It looks like he's saying, "Find a stranger in the Alps." You ever seen those YouTube videos? The, yes, yeah, the, the, the bad, bad lipbreeding. That's so uh, fucking funny. Oh, dude, there's one. Oh my god, yeah, it's like, is there's one. Uh, it's a song. It's called Seagulls. Yes. It, it's, oh my god. <laughs> it is just the that is greatest hilarious. thing like in the world. It's so funny. You know. I don't know. Yeah, wear me like a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that, Roland? Not that many. Oh my god! Yeah, you, you, you got to see it. I, but the, the, oh the best, the best bad lip reading bits though are were the debates from the last election. Oh, oh my debates. god! But the best we, we, ones, like overall, are the like sidelines of like sporting events. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, with yeah. football players yeah. and shit. Oh yeah. The NFL. <laughs> hey man, uh, you know my <laughs> pink purple dinosaurs really doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it looks like that's what they're saying. That's why it makes it so funny, you know. If if I had to do a top ten list of movies, I'd probably squeeze in Smokey and the Bandit somewhere. Oh, give me a break! <laughs> that movie's a classic. It's, it's fun. fun. What are you it gonna? What are so you gonna? Fun. You gonna put Caddyshack in there too? I mean, no, come on. no, no, come no. on. Well, wait, no. I'd pick Caddyshack over Smokey and the Bandit. Actually, well, yeah, what? Of course. Dude, dude, Chevy Chase. Come on. Yeah, Caddyshack's Ted funny. Knight, beginning of the movie, Ted Knight. Bill Murray five foot, is five foot three. Steals that movie from Chevy Chase, else. like six foot six, and it's like, so how'd you score today? Well, I, I don't I don't keep score. Well, then how do you rate yourself against other players? Height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Caddyshack is Caddyshack oh, is a classic. It's a good movie. Uh, oh, that so was a movie good. that uh, when I finally saw it not on TV, I was like, oh, there's nudity in this. <laughs> a movie that actually, I was actually surprised. I showed my kids the, ori- the not the original the '70s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, style yeah. and all that, and there is a scene in there. Of oh yeah, at the end. Nudity. Where but she's, she's like, through, she's like the greenhouse. Yeah, thing. she's like behind the bushes and well, stuff. Well, yeah, it's like cutting through it, but she's straight up naked. Yeah, I mean, totally. It's not just tits. I mean, you see bush. Yeah, bush you know, behind the like bush. Cut- <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, it's but, uh, uh yes, little things like that back in the seventies and stuff. Yeah. There's 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 subtle nudity, yeah. things like that. That's my, I think my movie. nudity. You know, my first moment of nudity was that movie, uh, Brain Scan. With, oh um, yes! Oh, that with, made me uh, uncomfortable. We're sitting there with our dad watching that movie. Well, at least it wasn't. I have tried to find storm. brainstorm, brainstorm, Christopher Walken. Sorry, Christopher Walken. It was the and, and Natalie the girl. Wood, isn't it Natalie she di- Wood? Yeah, it was, it was her, her last, last movie. She died. died. That movie, it, I have it, never, never ever seen, been able to find that movie. Because you remember it brought up uh, Catherine Bigelow in the movie Strange Days in the nineties. Yeah, I think Brainstorm is the same premise. It is a much better film. Yeah, that movie was way ahead of its time, dude. No, Brainstorm's a it's great early movie. 80, early '80s film that is essentially, pr- you know, predicting virtual reality. They have this machine these... that you plug in and you can record your experience, and someone else can play back the recording as if they're in your head, in your body. Right. So at the beginning of the movie, they do like going on a roller coaster or driving a race car, right. and then like you can experience being right. on the coaster without actually being on the coaster. And, and, and there's, this, like so there's a scene where this guy comes in. And the guy's just laying there with like the headset on, and he's like just quivering 
over and over again, like convulsing. And and he puts the headset on to see what the hell he was watching to cause this. And it's like it, he's fucking a girl, and it's like on a loop where it's yeah, like he's he just, just having an like, orgasm over and over and over again. Wow. The movie plays yeah. on the, the, the stuff they record is on like this one inch. Yeah, like it was, two it was inch, a trip. Two inch like silver tape. Yeah, it's very analog looking gear. It's there's nothing digital. Well, it's about like it. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. There's but a serious technology. But you technology know, at the beginning now. of the movie, he's yeah. got this giant. But yeah, it just the guy puts the headset on, and for just a moment, it's the chick on top of him, you know, moaning, and and you know, and you see her tits. You and see everything. her tits. And, and I then, remember and that. And he takes the headphones back distinctly. off. And no, I remember that distinctly too, because I'm literally sitting next to my very conservative yeah. father, and I'm like. <laughs> Did he just see that, or did he, did he did he notice that I saw that? Am I in trouble? <laughs> I saw boobs, Dad. Am I in trouble? <laughs> but yeah, you know, at the beginning of that movie, what's so cool about that movie is he's wearing the giant like headset thing yeah. in the in the lab, and then they design one that's like kind of like a football helmet, mm -hmm. and then they create the more advanced one that's just kind of like a piece that's on the head that they, they go into you, you production. You remember more detail than I am. I just remember it being... It was just... So. I, I mean, they show forever. the advancement of the technology yeah. through the movie where they're, where they're going... They're manufacturing this kind of small headpiece, right. smaller than our headphones that we're wearing right now. Yeah. And it's... And... Uh, no, it's, it's cool. It, it it's is, a very it's head of the I've and, never and been able to find that movie. And it also has the historical significance of being Natalie Wood's last If anyone's film. got yeah. a copy of Brainscan... Uh, Storm. Kids. Brainstorm. Why do I think brain scan? Brainstorm. I know, but what am I? Th what is brain scan? I don't know, but I just said brain scan to you. Maybe the the uh, Charlie. Scanner. Can we get Scanner? somebody okay, to get, get us here. a copy of Brainstorm, please? Talk about influence in my childhood. I just remembered scanners. The movies I didn't actually see until much later in my life, but I can think of three films yeah. where this the TV trailer yes. gave me yes scanners gave me literally nightmares scanners scanners. Yeah. Was it was it was the short trailer? It was ten seconds. The pain begins. Ten seconds. The pain begins. Fifteen seconds. You can't breathe. Fifteen seconds. You can't breathe. Twenty seconds. You pray it will end, and it does. <laughs> I never had nightmares like okay. that. Okay. That, that gave you I can watch anything. There was, I didn't really one, gave me nightmares, there's, there's but that trailer shot. was like, wow, what's gonna happen? Right. I want to see this. The one shot where it's the guy's forearm and the blood vessels are swelling up. Yeah. And I very distinctly remember seeing that in a trailer, and it gave me a nightmare that my arm was doing that. And then the other one was Alien. Well, yeah. The original Alien was just the classic trailer in space. No one can hear you scream. Yeah, I give you that one. No, there was another. There was a movie called The Dark. It's probably the, the chair dog he had. And, for dinner. And there was a movie called The Dark, and I remember but, like, all I remember is this one shot of like this face that's looking away from me that slowly turns toward the camera, that's that's all wearing some weird mask and it's breathing really heavy and it's just, <sighs> and it turns and looks at the camera and that's all I remember having the nightmare about huh. was that face, uh -huh. and then the third one, was Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, There's a Friday the 13th trailer that just does a countdown. One, two, three, four. And each shot is like a quick cut of somebody getting grabbed or pushed or knifed. No blood. Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? One. Doing anything. We were just messing up. Four. Five. Six. And and number seven-ish is Kevin Bacon, who's the only famous person in the original Friday the 13th. Kevin Bacon is laying on the bed, and the oh, arm comes the up from, comes under, comes the up from bed under the bed and grabs him by the forehead. And then in the movie, then the corkscrew like comes up through his neck and everything. But I mean, it was just the arm coming up and grabbing his head. And every kid's fucking nightmare is already something under the bed. <laughs> and then I saw that trailer. Mine was a laundry weeks, pile in the corner, but for yeah. weeks there was something under my bed that but, was going to reach out and grab my head. And oh what you're God. saying though? Just the trailer. We saw the trailer for like scanners, and I didn't see that movie until years later. Great, and great film, except for the lead actor. I remember. Um, you know, Alien, everybody talked about something coming out of his chest. Yep. And I remember when it was finally on TV, you know, it came, it, out, it came it. out like 79. And then it was right. on TV when I was in like seventh grade, which would have been like, um, I don't know, like 82 or something like that. I can't remember the exact year. 
But I didn't get to see it on TV. I had to go to bed. And then the next day at school, a lot of kids were talking about the movie. But it was still years later before I actually saw it. Yeah. The I movie mean, that flipped me out the most when I was a kid was Poltergeist. Oh yeah, oh, that was the yeah. one that really. I got remember, to I, you know, dude, I remember dude, seeing Poltergeist on TV. His flesh right. on his face I remember seeing it on TV where he picks his oh, face, right. and then when they, he oh. falls into the pool and all the skeletons come up out of the water, that's creepy. The, out. The, that the, parts, the parts of that movie freak me out. For, just so everybody knows, the um, Roland and Pat are both a few years older than me. So correct. When it came out, I was a little bit younger, but right. only physically. <laughs> but anyway, the yeah, part that you were more of a delinquent. We yeah, had, no, I was well, no, like a man we, child. So well, you were you were raised right. by a single mom, whereas we right. had very wolves, conservative actually. married parents. Wolves, I was raised by. You were, wolves. He was raised, raised by, by Mowgli. Anyway, Mowgli, Mowgli, Mowgli. No, Lucan. The you remember scene that where she's series? doing the dishes, Lucan, and she turns around and all the chairs are stacked up on the table. Yeah, and the baby's there. Yeah, she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that freaked me out. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, the tequila woman too. The tree, the tree that's. Um, like tapping on the window and shit, yeah. and then the clown. Holy oh, fuck, the clown, dude, the clown. Yeah. So oh my god. But pull so the two. The tequila and, worm. And, talking. Uh, <laughs> go to the light, Caroline. Holy <laughs> fuck, dude. I remember I was eating a tuna sandwich, and my mother That's at the a time. Really distinct yeah, Very felt, specific. Felt appropriate for to sit me down and watch that. <laughs> I couldn't have been any older than like. Well, what year is Seven. Christ? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. We all we always had bootleg copies of movies, by the way. Yeah. So if it was in the theater, I my mom had it on VHS. Okay. So I I have no idea. Yeah. Well, my my cheap ass I I remember getting a VCR in 1987. Right. There's a reason that I remember (laughs) I was eating the tuna sandwich. Maybe 82. The the tuna sandwich thing is kind of, you know, specific. Specific. What happened? Well, I saw it twice. Well, okay. The sandwich. <laughs> so that's why it's so significant because I was eating the sandwich and during the part of that movie, something happened and the sandwich decided it didn't want to be there anymore, <laughs> and out it come. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that I think as far as trauma, you are all gonna die in there. That's such a creepy shot. That guy, who is that actor, man? He was so creepy. I don't know. And once again, you guys are talking about things. Oh yeah, but anyway, <laughs> go to the light, Caroline. That whole thing and uh, great movie. It just, dude, freaked me out yeah. like bad. Very justifiably. Freaked and when the, you whoa, know, what is that? That, that is called. Is the fact, oh. We are coming to you live from, from beautiful Doll Hut Studios, <laughs> Studios here in Anaheim, California. In beautiful West, West Anaheim, Anaheim California. California. So that Pat is a band. Yeah, in, in, another, in one of the are, other studios. They are practicing stuff. in the room directly. I can feel that in my gut. Next it's to cool. Us. No, actually, this I think why we were supposed to start right. this forty-five minutes. This is why we, we did, do this on Tuesdays, fault. and now we're on Wednesdays. But I really don't think yeah, anyone Wednesdays, at home knows that there's a band practicing next door. I think it's just I us. I think they can oh. fucking hear it. Okay, well, <laughs> they can let us know whether or not they're good. So it's okay. You can it's write our soundtrack. You, you can write a letter. The background on purpose. So yes, beautiful West, West Anaheim, West. California. So yeah, Poltergeist uh, '82. So I mean, we probably saw that on TV in like '84. No, I I swear I actually saw that in the theater. I vaguely saw in the theater. Maybe? Really? You couldn't. I'm what were you? Eleven? I'm trying to remember. I, you know, maybe not. I don't know. Well, no, no, because I remember. Maybe you saw two in the theater. Because this is the thing. In those days, two there came was out in '86. Children under twelve were a lower price. Yeah. And once you turned thirteen, the ticket price went up in those yeah. days. And so I remember, I remember our older sister, Noreen, took us out to a rated R movie because she was old enough to do that. Yep. Um, Sword of and the, the Sword and the Sorcerer the day before I turned 13 so that I still got the cheap price. Really? That was the that? premise. So I was literally, uh, that's, that's the thing I remember about the movie is that my sister took me to an R-rated there movie. There were tits in that movie, too. Oh, there were tits in that. There's the scene where he stumbles into the fucking the harem. harem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there were a lot of tits in that movie. And I was there with my older sister, which was probably even creepier than being with my dad. But that um, movie was killer with the three-bladed sword. Oh, the triple-bladed sword. And he, like, shoots the two blades, and, and then, then they breaks the blade. They breaks the blade at the end, and he and pulls he it pulls off, and there's a smaller a small, blade. Like a and then he breaks that, and there's a dagger in the hilt. And Man, it was like, that was killer. That was the most badass sword ever. I remember trying to, like, <laughs> when we played D&D, like, trying to come up with the stats for that ridiculous yeah. sword. <laughs> awesome. Your nerd is showing. Oh. <laughs> Gladly, proudly, played D&D for fucking ever? I, I played a little, too. Dude, uh, a little? Dude, D&D is like, 
popular these days. It is. But I, my you son, were a nerd. I was a power stoner, though. My yeah, son no, was they, in the D and D club at school. I played is, D&D now, is that with the digital on uh, the video game? No, actual online? Like, no, player's D&D. handbook, monster like, manual, D and fucking D. So, we just got, okay. he just got his, making a comeback. He just well, got his uh, yearbook. games in general have made a big comeback in recent well, years. Everything retro is making yeah. a comeback well, because the, new things suck. Well, everything goes <laughs> in cycles, though. You know, prog rock produces punk rock. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, there, there's, the, for, every, for every trend... There is a, a, what do you call it, a... For every action, there's an equal well, and opposite react, reaction. But I mean, what, there's a term, though. I think that was new. Blanking on the word. Right? Basically, it's like uh, this. I'm uh, watching a movie with my no, kids, some, a, and, a, a, a and the, the people and the character in the movies are doing things. And I'm saying to myself, I've seen this before a hundred times, and I've seen it done better. Right. But my kids are like, never seen it before because they're young. Right. And f- to them, it's the first time and it's new to them right. so for me I'm just kind of like I, this is just not that great of a movie because I've seen this crap before <laughs> many a times and I've seen it done much better in other movies with better actors or which better is writing which your dad said to you which is why he would sit us down and, on, and well that's there was, the thing there was, a, there was a thing on PBS called Matinee at the Bijou that was an hourly program on public television that broadcast essentially what it was like when you went to the movies in like the 30s and the 40s where there was a serial there was a serialized story every week that you know that was like a 10 minute short that was an ongoing story like Flash Gordon and shit like that there was a newsreel there was a cartoon yeah and then there was a feature film right and and um I remember my dad just like making me <laughs> watch all these old like old black movies. and white movies, and I loved it. And that's why I've seen like the Thin Man and the the Sherlock Holmes, all those. Oh, all oh those God, Basil I love all those Basil Rathbone Sherlock movies. Every one of them, Ex- except it, it actually I've I've seen there I've are... seen the Basil Rathbone Sherlock Holmes movies so much in my childhood that when I saw him as uh, as as Cardinal Richula in the Three Musketeers. It fucked with my head. I was like, <laughs> why is he the villain cardinal? Why Sherlock Holmes in this movie? I am not afraid to admit that I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. That's okay. That's you fine. should look him up. Anyways. Of, the, of the many people who have played Sherlock Holmes, and he, the, the character Sherlock Holmes is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the fictional character portrayed by the most actors. I thought it was Dracula. No, no, it's it's Sherlock Holmes. I mean, just in recent years, we've had Benedict Cumberbatch on the BBC. We've got the elementary show on CBS with... Lucy Liu as, as, as Watson. Uh, you've got the Robert Downey Jr. features. That, and that's just in the last few years. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's, so, there's lots. lots and, but in yeah. my opinion, I think Basil Rathbone was, is the best. Mm. The only other guy that gives a run for Jeremy his Brett. Jeremy Brett. Jeremy Brett. Jeremy Brett is the best. Jer- Jeremy Brett's fantastic. Yeah. So I, I would... Those... For the era that they, they were produced, I think the ones... The Basil ones from the 40s are a lot more family-friendly. Watson is like the bumbling, yeah. slapsticky sidekick. Um, whereas the Jeremy Brett ones is a much more traditional Watson kick. You're right. Fuck it. I, I take it back. The, Basil's the, the number Jeremy, two. The Jeremy, Jeremy Brett. Brett's fantastic. Sherlock Holmes are the most true to the Books. to the to the stories to the time period and everything. I mean, you know, with with the newer stuff with Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, it's all updated for modern day. And the Robert yeah. Downey Jr. ones. The f- the first Robert Downey Jr. one is a Guy Ritchie movie, with with a coat of paint of Sherlock Holmes. But the second one, The Game of Shadows, that's a, yeah, a Sherlock I've, Holmes. I've still movie. not seen the second one, but you I've seen haven't? the first one. The, dude. the second one's, one's so much. I like yeah. the first one. The second one is so much better. Yeah, it really is. It's like the one of the best interpretations of Moriarty. It's funny ever presented. I think he might have done more of those movies, but I guess he got so tied up with Iron Man and all that. Sure. He might have done more. Oh, yeah. Jude Law's Watson I, was great in him, too. I yeah. think the, the first one made a lot of money. Yes. So they made another one. Sure. Didn't make as much money. No, it didn't. Decided not to make another one. That makes sense. Yeah, that's but probably true. Oh, s- hey, speaking of losing money. Yes. Did, you, did either of you see the Han Solo movie? <laughs> no. Fuck I have no life. You know, I wanna, you know what? You know I what, Mike? Hate I you. swear to God, I think okay. the last film There's I saw a in the theater now. was the fucking third that's, Hobbit movie. That's out there in the I'm not ethosphere with you talking about, you know, maybe Han Solo is just so good. That's why they're not really playing many trailers for it. Oh, the movie was fantastic. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> yeah, the movie was oh, fantastic. I've heard, I've heard nothing but good it things. It was great. What? I, heard, I had I a couple of major problems with it. Do you guys have a different internet than me? 
Yes. <laughs> I've, I've seen the film. For years, I had a different internet than so you. So if you're this scoring at home. When did you finally get off dial-up? Are you uh, still like on last week, dude. Right. Last week. Like, when did you, I remember him calling me up. And he's like, dude, have you seen the trailer for the new whatever? Lord of the Rings, that was like 2001. Right, but you're seriously saying, I've been downloading the trailer for the last three hours. And I go click, 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 and there's noise. And and over the phone, he's like, are you watching it right now? And I'm like, yeah. That was like 2001 or something, dude. Maybe 2000. When did you finally get off dial-up? I don't know, dude. I was... I'm just saying. What relevance does that have to the conversation? I'm saying he's always been tech. Technologically, anyway, it was really smart. Neither of you saw it, which is really disappointing. I should have assigned homework, (laughs) but no, I'm serious. No, it's not that I haven't seen it because I didn't want to. Okay, my my very short and opening is tomorrow. My I've been busy. My very short non spoiler review, okay, would be it was very well written, it was very smart. Well, Kazan, right? Yeah, Lawrence Kazan. It was was very well directed. The action scenes were incredible. Okay. The acting, I didn't believe it was him. Okay, this is the mixed review I'm hearing on it. I didn't buy it was him. And the people that didn't like him, the, the, the people... I liked okay. him fine. I just okay. didn't believe it was him. Here's and the thing. I needed to have that happen, and I did. Okay, because here's the thing. He hasn't become him yet. This is the perspective somebody gave I'm me. I'm talking about just his, his well, no, this is what I'm demeanor, saying. his mannerisms. This, this is, is what I'm saying. This is what I've heard, and so this isn't spoiler because I haven't actually seen it. But I've heard two different, two different opposing opinions. One person said, "I didn't think it made sense that he was being good, because he's supposed to be a pirate. He's supposed to be a bad guy. He gets his retribution in, in a New Hope, so therefore he should be bad prior to." He that. does several things that are very not good in the okay. movie. So, but the other person's perspective on that is, no, this is when he's younger. And hasn't had a bunch of shit happen to him and become jaded yet. So he's still a bit more of an optimist. Okay. This is from a guy that didn't see it. Anyway, fact of the matter remains that I didn't buy it was him. Okay. I didn't like... Well, hold on. Let, let's comparison sake. Did you buy Chris Pine as Captain Oh, Kirk? fuck yeah, I did. Okay. Right from the gate. Okay. Hell yeah, I did. Okay. Perfect. Well, Perfect why, casting. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm asking... For, right, right. For a legitimate oh, I, I totally bought apples. Chris Pine as Kirk. Okay. Yeah. So well, so did I. Right. Yeah. But no, I, I didn't buy it was him. I didn't like the way that him and Chewie end up connecting. That's all I'm really going to say about that right now. But and uh, Lando was very, very good. Did you buy it was Billy D. Williams. I did. Okay. He's actually. You can tell in the trailer. He's actually playing Billy D. Williams. Hey, he, he is. So because well, Billy D. Williams, it, he so just I'm, plays himself. I'm looking forward to seeing more. So of him, I mean, yeah, it's I like it's it's good. It's smart, but I, I it was hard. It was a stretch. Okay. You know what I mean? I have no well, idea it's not why. Like that's, Harrison Ford is not a long shot. I have no clue. <laughs> I I've not heard anything like this. All I've heard about the movie I mean, was. There were a lot of disposable characters in it. Because, well, of course, but because none of them are in later Star Wars movies, therefore they're disposable. There, there, there is a lot of wait, wait. Hold on, that's there's a, a lot of perceived. That's a, that's a BS a, reason though, because it's a whole fucking galaxy. Just because these characters happen to be in this movie and not in a later movie, that's because they're on the other side of the goddamn. That's true. Planet. That's yeah. true. And yeah, but, but some I, of them, some of them are going to be in a later movie. So just hang on, let me finish. They seriously set it up for sequels, like hardcore, like big time. Like sure. I would be sure. shocked if they didn't make sure. another one. Okay, and but it's called Solo. How do you make Solo two? That's like the Lone Rangers and Airheads. Well, what's the name of your man? The Lone Ranger. Would it surprise you to know? How can know? you be the Lone Ranger? What, it what do you mean? How do you make Lone plural? <laughs> <laughs> would it surprise you to learn that his his real name isn't actually Solo? It wouldn't surprise me. Okay. No. Anyway, wow, so. I always thought Han Solo was just a Revelation. very badly veiled Revelation. masturbation reference. Wow. Whoa. Han Solo. That's, that's profound. Uh, profound? Yeah. Profound. <laughs> anyway, it was very good. It's been set up for sequels. I, and I, and I, I like the actor vegetation. I am profound. During an interview, let it slip that he had signed up for three movies. And then it turned around and lost $150 million. <laughs> oh, did it? I didn't. Yes. Honestly, it's not that I just don't go to movies. I literally have had no time to do anything. So I well, didn't even know it cost them like 350 oh, to make it and 150 to advertise it. Right. And it grossed like 360 So they could potentially like make a little money off the DVD sales. Oh, they will. But, they will. you know, it's a break. It, it's, you know. 
Dude, are you feeling sorry for Disney that they're not going to make well, money no, off of the Well, no, Avengers just hit a million dollars or a billion TV, dollars. Is it still in the theater? Off the TV rights <laughs> and off the spinoffs. Dude, do you know and off the theme parks? Do you know that Black Panther made one point three oh, billion dollars? Christmas when they're Can selling I, all the merchandising, they're going to do so. Oh, I feel so bad for Disney. They lost money. They didn't. You're not listening. You're not fucking listening to me. Hey, go ahead. Go so. Kind of backing up just a smidge. Beep. When uh, Beep. we were talking about you know seeing a movie and then seeing it again later, um, I remember back around 2000 when they you know they re-released the three Star Wars movies before the prequels came out. Right. And they were all like with the new I was special there. editions. So I was. We I actually was have a whole page on around our website that time. The group of us going. I had talked to our dad and I had mentioned to dad. Oh. I said, "Hey, you remember Star Wars when we were kids? I went and saw that again in the theater because you know they re-released them." And dad was just kind of like, "Why would you go see it again? We saw it back in 1977." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like our <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just kind of funny. It was a funny thing at the time, and I, I remember that a lot. But it's yeah, I mean. Seeing movies years later after you know being a kid and you hear about them, you don't get to see them typically because there are right, and then getting to see it years later, you know, sometimes it doesn't live up to the hype, but sometimes it a lot of times it does, though. I think there's a couple of movies that had a really big impact on me when I was young, yeah. Um, Stand by me, ah, and, I mentioned that before, and, oh, the, that movie. and the Goonies, the Goonies, oh, the Goonies. The Goonies. that would be one of my wives. Goonies never say die. Look, if we keep going, someone's really going to get hurt. Maybe dead. Besides, we got to get to the police. Maybe Chunk already got to the police. Maybe Chunk is dead. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. My, one of my wife's films that, what's that his name? sticks with right. me. We did a camping trip up to... Uh, that guy always creeped me out. Oregon and back. I forget the city. Anyway, where the, they the, filmed the guy, I, I forget. You know, the one brother that's goofy looking? What's his name? Fuck, I don't remember. But you know, he always creeped me out as a kid. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in over a decade. But, but uh, no, we actually like about four yeah, years that's, ago. Yeah, that's or um, we did we did a trip up the coast and back. This uh, for James Brolin. We did a camping trip in the city. I, I'm blanking on the name of right, North End. Of the Oregon, place where they filmed the movie. Where it was filmed. Yeah, yeah. it's like the big thing in that city. <laughs> well, isn't it like up by San Francisco or something? And, no, it's no? No, it's in Oregon. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and um, we drove by Haystack Rock, which is you know the big, you know, feet, you know there's that movie. Landmark. See, it, it's just funny when you look back on movies like that when you're a kid. Like he gets stuck in the freezer with the dead body. Yeah. I mean that's like there's some cre- that's crazy. Yeah, there, oh yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny. I just, we were talking about trailers and and I just remembered the Goonies trailer. Yeah. Because it was produced by Spielberg, yeah. and it was directed by Richard Donner, who had done like Superman, Superman. and The Omen. And the trailer was showing w- w- would show a clip, and they would show one of the letter, like a letter G, yeah. but it was the G from some other Spielberg movie, and then it was the O from The Omen. Right. And, and it spelled Goonies, but yeah. like each letter was from some other film really? that either Donner or Spielberg had made, and that was how they were promoting the movies. And at the end, it spelled Goonies. That scene Didn't where they that. get to the bottom of the well as they're going through the caverns and stuff, and they yeah. end up under the well. Yeah. And he picks up the coin. Yeah. She's like, "You're stealing people's wishes," <laughs> and he's like, "This one is mine." <laughs> there's there's some fun stuff in it, and That's a great it, movie. you feel bad because that what's his name, the Asian kid, is in that, and he's in in in. Temple of Doom. Oh, he was. And that's no, his entire is that the career. same kid? That's the same kid. Oh, hell yeah, it is. Spielberg, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, that's oh. the same kid. I know. Come on, man. Let's do this. He's fact check, Charlie. Oh, I'm gonna fact check. There is no fact check. That's fact. It's his two films. Short fact, Round is the same Short kid from round the Goonies. Is Data. Data is his name in Goonies. I guess it is the same kid. It is the same kid. I'll be damned. He's fucking fantastic. Isn't Josh movies. Brolin in that movie? Is he, he Josh played? Brolin, yeah. He's, he's the, the older I, brother. He's the older brother, right? I, yeah. almost, I almost get a feeling that Sam's in that movie. He's an example Sam of one of those child actors mm-hmm. that's like looks younger than he really is. Like, um, what's his name? You know, what you talk about, Willis? Like, he was just a short dude. Right, right, right. And so he's like in his late 20s playing a, a, a you know, 14 year old. Right. Um, I, I have a feeling, I don't know, but he's probably that. Short round and he's data. He's so good in that movie, in both of those movies. Is there a picture of him as an adult? That he's way too good to be that young. You know what I'm saying? He nails, <laughs> he holds some, he, he's up against. Oh, so he's like a. That's what I'm saying. I'm guessing right. he may have He's been like older the Webster he of. Right, that's what I'm saying. 
Because because he's literally in Temple of Doom, he's sitting there with with Harrison Ford, just verbally sparring with him. And winning. holy shit, he looks exactly the fucking same. Hasn't changed a beat. You lucky Mandarin. That's fuck. from two thousand and three. <laughs> oh. So that's like but fifteen still, years ago. But yeah. Well, yeah, that's still twenty plus years later. That's twenty great years. That from kid the is. He's so good in Temple of Doom, dude. He's just yeah, he's holding his own around. against Harrison Ford. Yes, like, totally. With, with 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 ease. <laughs> anyway, I didn't. I never wrapped up my review. Go yeah, see right. it. It's good. Okay, Two thumbs up. Siskel and Ebert. Oh my gosh. Uh, I really hope they make more, especially after losing money, because they totally set it up, dude. Sure. Totally. Well, set that's up. like that's funny. What movie am I thinking of? Where like the first one ends like, oh, there's no way there's another one of these. That's the end of that shit. And then they made a sequel. You're like, oh. They figured out a way to make a sequel. And then it gets to the end of the second one, and it's like, oh, this is wide open. There's going to be like Well, dude, more there's a lot movies. of things no that more. happen. There's an exchange <laughs> with Han and Lando at the Don't end of the movie. I'm not going to tell you anything. The, the main antagonist really is, isn't revealed until the very end of the movie. Um, He's like a phantom there's a, menace. There's a nah. couple of twists. <laughs> Roland's been reading things on the internet that he shouldn't be. No, I'm, that was a joke. As in, that's the whole reason the title. I had people always when the first one came out, like Phantom Menace came out, and they're like, "Why the fuck is it called that?" Okay. And and I'm like, "You will realize how funny that is after you see the okay, movie." Okay. Fine. But I'm saying there's there are a lot of people who saw Phantom Menace and did not realize that that fucking Palpatine was was the Emperor. Oh yeah. There were a lot of people. Oh who didn't. yeah. I knew it the second you walked on the screen. Right. But, as soon as I saw the actor. Yeah. Right. But um, it's funny how many people didn't. But I'm saying um, the other movie that has a title. Quantum of Solace, the Bond film. Yes. I think that's one of the most fantastic titles. And as so many people are like, I don't get that title. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they haven't <laughs> seen the film. And I'm like, quantum, meaning a very, very small space of time, solace. This guy's life is so full of shit <laughs> and action and nonstop craziness all the time. He only ever gets a quantum of solace. That's a brilliant fucking title for an action movie. It's what do you think? Title. What do you think James Bond does in his like downtime? Out he like, fucking lays by the pool and fucking drinks. I think he hangs out in like seedy motels. And what do you think he drinks? Kills uh, hookers. White Russians? Screwdrivers? No, dude. What, he, what does he drink? He, drinks he only like, drinks that other he shit while he's working. in seedy motels. Probably drinking, drinks fucking Mai Tais. He drinks, oh my God, you assholes. He drinks a martini. Shake only while he's working. Oh, only while he's working. Yes. <laughs> he, he drinks like He drinks Mai Tais when he's off. He drinks. He like, lays by the pool. He fucking plows hot bitches all day. And that's no, no, all he does. Dude. No, he no, only he, does no, all he his like, work. When he's off work, he's masturbating. He, he only oh, plows for the, love the bitches of God. while drinking the martinis. He, he like, he like, he kills <laughs> hookers. Drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon no, in like seedy no, motels. He does not. <laughs> Come on. He's got a license to Pabst so Blue not? Ribbon. Why not? Why not? He's got a license to Heineken. Wait, wait, wait. New theory. James Bond is Jack the Ripper. Oh. What? You said he kills Gosh. hookers in seedy like, motels. James Bond is a time lord? That scene that's from Blue Velvet where he asks him what kind of berry he drinks? That's what it is, man. Wow. He <laughs> just opened that my That scene mind. from Blue Velvet where he asks him what kind of berry he drinks? <sighs> he says Heineken. Yeah. <laughs> Heineken. Did you get Paps, did you blue guys? ribbon. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Heineken? Fuck that shit. Paps, blue ribbon. Did you guys see the last Bond movie, Spectre? Uh, no. I, I stopped paying attention I to that. I saw part of Casino Royale on TV. I literally just don't get to the fucking movies anymore. Honestly, after Timothy what? Dalton, I stopped Timothy's watching oh, Bond movies. Dude, he, I, he was awesome. so good. No, Timothy Dalton. Sucked. No. What? No. He's the best Who Bond like ever, good dude. Bond. Okay, 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 okay. He wasn't necessarily bad, but both of those films suck. Nah, so what? Nah, he was no, so good as no, James no, Bond, no, no, dude. No, License no. to Kill. Uh, hey, did you know? Uh, License to Kill was the least. Why Bond, didn't that Bond work out film ever? Why okay. did what work out? Why did Timothy Dalton stop playing James Bond after? I movie? think people just did not respond, unfortunately, to his Bond. The um, Pierce Brosnan was They knew so it was supposed good. to be Pierce Brosnan after Roger Moore, and he didn't get it. Right, because right. he was stuck in the Remington Steel if you right. If you look at the two Timothy Dalton movies, and especially License to Kill, which was the first one written that was not from a, a book. Correct. The those are the precursor to the to the Daniel Craig Bond. They are because you're right. Unfortunately, presents him as a much more realistic human character, much more. He's more like Jason Bourne than James Bond. Right, and it is, but I didn't enjoy it. But you you've got a valid point that I might go back and rewatch it. Maybe it's just because I'm so used to the over the topness of like 
Walken and Grace Jones and View to a Kill. What's the other movie? The, the Living Oper- Daylights? You know Living I mean? Daylights. It's not campy, though, Roland. That's, maybe that's what you don't like about the, the, the it. Living- that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's because I'm so used to the over-the-top campiness of, of what Roger Moore's shit had become with Octopussy and View to a Kill. and all. It was so over-the-top. When I was a kid, those were rad, but... Right, and so that's why I didn't like them at the time. I, I haven't seen them in forever, so maybe if I went back, I might re- I might enjoy them now. Because the same thing happened with Brosnan. The Brosnan's first three I really loved. His fourth one went so off the rails with the invisible car. Yeah, so what tends to happen... If you look at the Bond movies, I don't know how we ended up on this, but it's all right. They go well, up and down. Bond certainly has an influence on my life. Yeah, they go up and down when you watch them. You know, they do something, you know fairly straightforward like the second Bond movie um, from Russia with Love. It's a very straightforward spy movie. Yeah. And then is. the next movie that's, is Goldfinger and Goldfinger introduces War. all of the gadgets and it kind of gets over the top and then the next well, movie has to saying. be Doctor No and Doctor bigger. No and From Russia with Love are the are the prelude. Goldfinger is the definitive Bond film, I think. Right. Like, the next the, movie like was the Thunderball. Proto- the prototype Bond film. Thunderball had to be bigger right. and bigger and but then they bring it back down, like when you watch a movie like Honor Majesty's Secret Service and even right. Diamonds Are Forever, they bring it back down, and, 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 and then it underrated. goes back he, up. George Lazenby, he's so yeah. underrated. That movie is good. Do you know why George Lazenby didn't do another Bond movie? Because he got married and, you know, well, what the... F- he just went movie. nuts when he did when he went to movies. He started like getting drinking and drugs. Oh. He showed up to the premiere of the Shit. movie with a beard. And they were like, no, Bond does not have a beard. And he showed up to the premiere of that movie wow. with a beard. Didn't and they, he pissed stuff. off uh, the Broccoli and, uh, yeah. uh, and the other guy. Cubby Broccoli and the other guy. Saltman. Salt, no, Saltman. Not Saltman. Saltman. Yeah, it is. Is it? Something like that. That's, anywho, so. I, I just want to know if that's really look, his real name. Is there really people out there with a the last name Broccoli? Because he's the only one, right? <laughs> his daughter. <laughs> no, his daughter produces. Has it smelled like broccoli, right. like the I mean, vegetable? Is that his stage name or is that his real name? That's his real name, as far as I know. Oh, yeah, and his daughter has that name. Well, I, obviously, once you create the stage, you know, Lon Chaney Jr.'s name is not Lon Chaney Jr. Okay. He, he had a completely different name, but because of his famous father, to make it in Hollywood, oh, he okay. changed his name to Lon Chaney Jr. Nicholas Cage but, but, did the opposite. Here's yeah. some trivia for well, you. And so did uh, Emilio Estevez. Oh, trivia schmivia. Yes. I mean, okay. not Emilio. Charlie, Charlie Which, Sheen. Martin Sheen is a stage name. You're not doing it right. His name is Martin Estevez. He changed his name to Martin Sheen. So Charlie, Carlos Estevez changed his name to Charlie right. Sheen. Right, we know Because he looked like his dad and there was no getting out of it. But Emilio didn't look like dad, so he stayed with Emilio Estevez. Right. right. Okay, so at the end of a Bond movie, it typically says, or I think it says in just about all of them, it says James Bond will return. Yes. In the older Bond movies, when they had books and stuff, so they knew what they were going to do next, whereas the new ones, they're writing them as they go, right. they would even say, James Bond will return in, and they would name the movie that would come next. Sure. Here's trivia. So which Bond movie ends where it says, and Bond will return in such and such movie, but they didn't make that movie next? Moonraker. Close. You're very close. Not moon, um, well, what's right around Moonraker? Well, or you, you might be giving the answer, but not really realizing it. <laughs> they, oh, you're the, movie, they made the movie. The movie, the movie before, right? The movie that ends and says, "And James Bond will return be in the Spy this movie." The Spy Love Me. Yes. So Moonraker the, was made out of sequence. Yes. Yeah, so they okay, made. So the spy I was right. Love me. Okay. Okay. I was right. You were wrong. Well, you only got it right because of my answer. Fuck you. So because of your wrong answer. No, your I wrong answer, answer gave me the clue to the I answered one. Jeopardy style. Okay. Let me answer the question now, and we'll kind of sort out which right or the wrong. The Spy Who Loved Me. The Spy Movie ends. And the spy movie says, and James Bond will return in for your eyes only. Okay. But because the spy who loved me was such a hit, and because One Jaws was such a hit, right. they said, let's make Moonraker and let's bring back Jaws. More excitement, more thrills, more spills. And guess who's dropped in for a bite? Jaws is back. Right. So they made Moonraker as a bigger and better movie, supposedly bigger and better. It's not as better. It's not better, but it's I don't, bigger. I don't, it's, it's Moonraker is not Moonraker, one so of the movies that I enjoy. It's so not, Moonraker so came out yeah, after The Spy Loved Me. They brought back Jaws. And then after they made Moonraker in well, 79, know, they, back, they um, did For Your Eyes Only in, in 81. In, they did a little more of that because in Live and Let Die, 
in Live and Let Die, there's the, the southern cop. He was trying to chase him down. It's like one of the precursors to all these CB movies we're talking about. There's that secret agent on whose side? <laughs> you know, that guy. He comes back in, um, what's the one after that? This, uh, the Man with the Golden Gun. Man with, in Man with the Golden Gun, there's the scene where he jumps in like a rental car or something to steal it. Well, and first he's on the... Whatever it is. But I'm saying that cop he's in is like, in the car. Um, oh, it's you again. What, right. Who are you after, boy? Commies? You know, and it's, he has like the cameo. Right. In that yeah. Movie. No, he's first, he's doing a, a boat scene, I think in Hong Kong or something like that. And the, the cop is there and he sees him in the yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, he oh, jumps right. into he's the, in the car. He's got two cameos. He's in. got a couple of cameos. We should probably he's in get the off car. this. Well, it's just why, we, well, we could do I, a whole fucking show on this. Well, yeah, we should do Bond another time. But anywho, well, we were talking about movies that influence our child. I remember the Dude, first. the biggest thing that. Fir- hold on, just to stick within the topic we're on. What was the first Bond movie you remember seeing? I don't know. I have an answer to that, and that's why I bring it up. It was a Roger Moore it was, movie. It was probably it, Octopussy. Okay, the first one I saw. Because I would have been when I was old enough to actually understand most of what was happening. Well, I'm not. I think the, the first theater. one I ever saw was Doctor No. Okay, but the I don't first know. one I right. saw because they would run them on TV and they'd run them late. And so it was past my bedtime. And I was hanging out at my friend Tom Brandle's house, like having a sleepover. And uh, Friday night, and it was uh, Live and Let Die. I'd never seen a Bond movie before. I knew of them, but I'd never seen them. And yeah, and and that was the first one I saw was Live and Let Die on TV. And it was funny because throughout my teens, my dad was like deaf in one ear. And so when he watched TV late at night, he would have it so fucking loud that I very remember all through my teen years, you remember this, that we would, quote, go to bed, and he'd be at watching our bedtime because it was a school night. Right. It's a school night, and we're supposed to be in bed, but he'd have the TV so loud, if he, we, we, he couldn't hear us. Yeah, you guys could fist right? fight. And, and we would, so we would be sitting at the other end of the house, at the end of the hall, watching these TV shows, and it's like, the screen was very small, uh, but the volume was yeah. plenty loud enough. Right. And so I remember seeing, like, Bond movies and other stuff that was like, the stuff they'd run on late night TV that, that you know, I wasn't right. supposed to see, and we'd sit and watch that shit all the time, all through. I, see, I remember coming home from school on a Friday night and then seeing, uh, like, in the TV guide or something that Goldfinger was going to be on. And I was, like, so stoked because it was a Friday night and I could stay up and watch it. Oh. <laughs> it is no secret. And I remember seeing Goldfinger. That the Star Wars original trilogy probably had the yeah. greatest impact on my life. Yeah. Like, overall, like, you know, and Empire Strikes Back has the greatest scene. In cinematic history. Okay, which one? Quite possibly. Obi Wan never told you what happened to your oh, father. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Duh, okay, duh, duh, duh. Sorry, I, stupid, questions. stupid questions. I mean, um, you don't know no, the greatest scene in cinematic history. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you, Luke. You do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me. And I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough! He told me you killed him. No. I your father. No. That's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. can destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Right. Uh, the, my biggest memory of Empire Strikes Back is standing in line at the theater, yeah. and our mother had not seen Star Wars. And it was like, yeah. Mom, Dad, me and him. And... And I remember we spent the entire time waiting in line, and it was a long line because it was the Empire Strikes Back. And he and I, like in great detail, <laughs> explained the entire plot to Star Wars to our mother so she'd know what, she, what this was right. the sequel to. Right. And I remember distinctly spending like a half an hour in line yeah. 
and explaining the entire movie Star Wars in, in ex exquisite detail to my mother. And then the memory I have of Return of the Jedi was that in we were we were dirt fucking poor food stamp right. government cheese family. Um, there was the theater down in St. John's yeah. that had the, the 99-cent theater, the one where my finger got cut watching right. Zora. We, we had to wait until, like, right. September was, or something. No, to see it was movie. Christmas break. Was it Christmas? That, was, that movie came out in May. Right. Okay. Everybody yeah, talked about it all it was, summer long. School right. starts up, and I had to tell everybody at school, don't tell me anything. I haven't seen it. How the fuck have you not seen it? I had to wait Christmas That's fucking right. break. I think it was Christmas when we To saw. see Return of the Jedi. It was still yeah. running? No, no that's the, when it got this was to like, the cheap theater. It got oh, to right, 99 right, cents. Right. Second run I theater. had to wait till it got to the 99 cent theater six months later. Right. So I'm serious. It was Christmas break before I finally got to see it. Yeah. You and probably could have. Right. You talk about Star Wars blue balls. I mean, oh my God. Right. I remember just being, it was just the biggest yeah. deal that I got to finally see it and that no one had spoiled it for me. You know, the other movie that was like that was Fight Club? Well, I was late to the party roll. And I mean, Return of the Jedi came out when I was eight. No, I understand so, that. I understand that. I had to re-experience all that at a later time. Sure, you know. but but uh, the other movie I remember that was um, was um, um, Fight Club. For some reason, I never got to see Fight Club when it was in the theater. Yeah, I, I never I saw to, it in the theater. And I had to wait till it came out on, on, on DVD, and it was like a year and a half after the movie came out. And I when I finally saw Fight Club, I called him, my brother. I called you. I called my wife. And like probably somebody else, I remember calling all of you and saying, thank you that for a year and a half you never spoiled this movie for me so that I could properly enjoy it the first time and have my mind blown by the twist at the end. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, do you remember the phone call from me? Probably not. Probably not, no. But I remember making it. I, call, I called like four or five people who were all close to me going, I can't believe for a year and a half you never talked about this movie in front of me. Thank you very much for not ruining this. <laughs> I, I very distinctly remember that. Hey, so now that you're on Fight Club, we can go to uh, Seven. And uh, as we talked about in a previous podcast where we talked about the ending of Seven and what's in the box, and Ronan was very adamant about it, oh, be, it being the fetus. And, uh, you know, this is the funny thing. I've only seen Seven, I want to say, maybe twice in my life, to be honest. Because, but the movie is so good, it's so impactful that it, I remember it so well. Sure. Just only seen it a few times. But anyways, it was the second viewing, or possibly I might have seen it three times. It's not like it's the kind of movie they play on TV every weekend. But <laughs> I remember the, family he turns TV himself episodes. in, he goes in, and he turns himself in, and then he's in there drinking his tea with his lawyer and everything. And then they come out and they talk, and they say, you know, we found DNA evidence under his fingernails of right. two other victims. Correct. Because there's wrath and there's envy left. So we're, we're, and, and they're telling you he's killed he's Rally, killed, he's killed he's, Envy. He's, that's your impression. That's he's killed two people. He's got his own DNA and then two other DNAs. Under his fingernails. Under his fingernails. And it was on well, the second the or the... Well, it's her and the baby. the baby. Exactly. That's my point. Oh, you reason. son of a bitch. And the point is... Fuck. In really? order for it to be two people, and you know he killed Gwyneth Paltrow... He had to have cut her open and, and handled the fetus. Son of a bitch. And you got to ask yourself, why would he even know that she was pregnant? I mean, she Brad Pitt doesn't even know that she begged for the life of the child. Son of a bitch, you're right. So it's definitely, you piece definitely, of shit. definitely a You don't know what kind of pain that... That's, you, it to was, say, to I, say that you're is, right, it hurts me physically. <laughs> the first time I saw the movie, I and thought it was a head. I think you should it do something up because I think we're there. It was later viewing. I do believe yeah. that's yeah. a good way to the second or oh, third of course, yeah. Where I was like, it's definitely the fetus because wow, of man, that. Because of that I wish we would have brought that up during the game. We had a really late start, and I've got a show to go do next door. He does not kill anybody in that movie. So cue that shit up. He doesn't. They all kill themselves. No, you're right. Except for them. Let him finish his thought. Right, and you know what I mean? She's not one of the he, seven deadly sins. All of the people who are a deadly sin kill themselves because of their sin. Gluttony eats himself to death while he has a gun pointed to his head. Right. Greed cuts himself to death right. because he's got a gun pointed right. to his head. Right. Fucking my favorite one is 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 Oh um, my god. Is, when he's like, "Can you take this fucking thing off of me?" Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the one chick vanity. Dude. He glues sleeping pills to one hand and glues 
um, a phone to the other so she could call for help. Right. And then he cuts her nose off. Right. And you have a choice. How vain Kill are yourself you? or call for help. Call yeah. for help or kill yourself. And she chooses to kill herself. And right. dies for her right. vanity. That's the important point of that movie is he dies for his envy. He makes Pitt kill him for his envy. And now he knows Pitt will end up institutionalized, jailed, or dead for killing him. Oh, negative. Not guilty by jury. I think, I, think he's not, I think he's nuts at the end of that I movie. I think he loses his mind by the end of that movie. They film. should make he's a nuts. sequel and call it I think eight. Pitt, Pitt eight. Will be How about six and a quarter? Not guilty by reason of insanity. Are we going to sit here and fucking... Well, anyway. Anywho. All right. Good? Terrible. We are Gas, Food, and Lodging. Come Thank have you. Have uh, <laughs> Go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, Take your sticking paws off me, you bitch! Well... No shit. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. What's your name, fat body? My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. No. I am your father. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? I do wish we could chat longer, but I've had him in all old fat.